What's up, everybody? You are now tuning in and listening to Cedric, Chris, Dempsey, and Justin, and we are the men of the year. Your mama's favorite group of men streaming on all major podcast platforms. So please subscribe to Men of the Year Pod for the latest content and leave a positive rating and review and let us know how we're doing. Also, follow and like us on Facebook and Instagram at Men of the Year Pod. And if you have questions, suggestions, need advice, or want us to discuss a specific topic, feel free to email us at Men of the Year Pod at yahoo.com or shoot us a message on social media. We appreciate you and we thank you for joining us. Let's get to the episode. Men of the year, men of the year, men of the year, men of the year. What is up, y'all? Hello, hello. What's up? We are here at the end of the week. Who around the world? Girls! Who around the world? Girls! I'm sorry, wow. I'm sorry. I'm just wow, kind of like... sounded like a female. Was that you, Cedric? <laughs> yeah, you know what? Um, oh, Cedrica. <laughs> you know, I thought I did a pretty Cedrica. good job with that. <laughs> no, so guys, we are without Dempsey, but that's okay, though, because we have somebody in his stead. We have ourselves a very special guest on today's episode. We got wife, mother, entrepreneur, former colleague. She's just a kick-ass woman all together. We got Shelby Thomas on today's episode. What is up? What it do, girl? Hi. (laughs) How are you guys? We're blessed. We're blessed. How are you doing? Pretty good. Yeah, we're at the end of the week, and we just thought it might be nice to Switch it up a little bit, because Shelby, I don't know if you know, but men of the year over here, the majority of our listeners are women. So we okay. want to do something nice to connect with, you know, um, a majority of our listenership. And we just want to bring somebody on who really embodies that that woman empowerment. And who else is better than you? Because, I mean, you got it through the mud. So we want to bring you on, chop it up with you. Just have an honest conversation if you're okay with that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super, super honored, honestly, when you guys even asked me to do something like this, that I would even come across your mind. So it's a huge honor, and I will do my best to be an open book for you. Uh, we appreciate that. We certainly do appreciate that, mainly because, yes, I mean, from, from start to finish, from alpha to omega, I mean, you definitely trailblazed the way. So we wanted to kind of just just hear about your journey a little bit because I mean, it's um it's not an ordinary journey. It's not your cookie cutter type of journey. I mean, you 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 did one thing and now you're completely doing a different thing. It's a 180. I mean, Chris and I know you. We both work with you. I've worked with you for two years on you know, an immigration team and Chris worked with you on a, on an audit team before. And, you know, we, we have history together, I guess you could say, but I mean, for those who don't know you, I mean, would you be able to explain to our listeners a little bit about who you are? Yeah. So I'm Shelby and I am 29 years old. Um, I, like you said, I do have a, I'm married and I do have a beautiful three-year-old daughter who definitely keeps me on my toes. Um, she's me, so um, yeah, truly, truly blessed. She's amazing. So, um, so where do I even start? Jesus. Uh, okay. So growing up, I think I, I always had this passion for what, for human behavior. 
and what makes people think the way that they think or do the things that they do. Um, I took a psychology class when I was in high school and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is where I'm meant to be. This is what I want to do. So that was my plan. I mean, I was in it. I was like, this is it. There is nothing else. My dad would tell me, you know, when I talked to him about college goals, he was like, why don't you just go into business? Just get, you know, a business degree. You'll have so much more that you can do with it. I said, no, I was gung-ho. I knew that I wanted to get into the realm of psychology. I really wanted to help other people. I struggled a lot with like mental, um, you know, like depression, anxiety growing up. And I just knew that I wanted to do something to be able to help other people through any of those things going, you know, that they were struggling through. So um, I did. I graduated with my degree in psychology back in 2014, I believe. And um, at that point, I was working with, you said, in the immigration department. I think I was still going to school when I worked. Yeah, you were. In the immigration. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, so I really thoroughly enjoyed working on immigration because I feel like I got that sense of helping others. Mm-hmm. So that kind of filled that bucket for me. And I stayed on that team through a lot of ups and downs on the team <laughs> itself, probably longer than I should have. Yeah. <laughs> um, lots of ups and downs. Oh, Lord. Um, so I, but yeah, I was happy because I was able to help these people, you know, come over and their families and hearing their stories and just how grateful they were for, you know, just the small piece in the puzzle that I had to help make their lives better was really what kept me going. Um, And then things with the team kind of spiraled. So I switched over to Chris's team where we were doing more of a compliance role. Um, And that is when things shifted for me. I was really happy on the team. Now I had this great team dynamic, um, which kind of showed me what a healthy team can look like. But I was missing the piece of like really having an impact on other people's lives positively. Like I would, instead of helping these people and getting phone calls of just them being just such gratitude for, you know, what we were helping them accomplish. It was like, people were dodging me because they're like, oh shit, what did I do on this audit that was wrong? Or like, you know, so I was definitely missing that aspect of it. And, um, that is when I was getting, I started getting my own lashes done. So this was um, back in, I want to say this was 2016. Yes. And um, my last talk was like, you know, what would you think about taking a class? We offer classes here. Maybe it's something that you want to do. Um, so I was like, well, she started talking about money with me. So I was like, well, even if I just did it as a side hustle and I worked on friends and family, maybe it could grow into, you know, just something that I could do. I knew that I really wanted to have kids and we wanted to start settling down. Um, and I did not want to be in a position where I had to put my kids in daycare or which no shame to people who, you know, have to do that or choose to do that. I just wanted something that I didn't have to work a nine to five job um, anymore. So I started doing that and I was working 
still at my corporate job nine to five. And then I was coming home on nights and weekends and lashing. And after about three months of doing that, I was building up a pretty full clientele and I was making more money lashing on nights and weekends than I was at my corporate job. So that's when it was like, okay, I was then at a crossroads, I felt, because it was like, do I take this full term and just leap right in and and do it? Or do I stay the safe route and continue building this, you know, in the corporate world? Mm-hmm. Um, my husband is a saint. And I mean, when I came to him and said, you know, what do you think? I honestly, if tables were turned, I don't know that I would have been so on board with it. Um, yeah. If he were coming to me saying, hey, I want to quit my full-time corporate job to go do something that was basically not even heard of at the time um, as far as lashes go. And so I, yeah, I did. I quit the full-time job and probably about, I don't know, it was like a couple weeks after I quit, the state changed. So the law changed so that you had to have an esthetician license to be able to lash on the public. So now I'm like, holy shit, I just quit my job and I have to go back to school. So, I mean, I did. I was already in it at that point, you know. So I did. I went back to school. And then um, that was, yeah, I mean, that was kind of it for me. I was in it. I was so happy because I felt like I got the kind of the best of both worlds for me. I had the freedom I really, really enjoyed. So being able to work my own hours and make as much money as I wanted to, um, that was awesome. But also being able to, I don't know what it is, but it's like when people come in and they have their eyes closed, all of the stuff just starts pouring out, you know? So I felt like I got that sense of like psychology aspect with Mm -hmm. it, like a therapist almost, you know? So, um, and then just like hearing these women, some of them would come to me. What was that? It's like, it's like men and their barbers. Uh, Yes. You said it's something about the chair. Yeah, like I don't you know. sit in the chair or like lay in the. Uh, it's a therapy the session for sure. Like, it is. Yeah, yeah, you just relax. Like you get to actually know the person, especially yeah. if you you have like recurring sessions and everything. Yeah. So I was seeing these women every two weeks, you know. So it's like I was just. I mean, they became such great friends, and a lot of them are still with me now. So it's like I. It's just. It's so rewarding. And it's not just like the lashes themselves, like, yes, it's great. And I honestly, I feel like I get lost in it. It is an artistry for sure. And um, I feel like it is kind of therapeutic for me to be able to sit and create something. Um, But truly, it's like when they're coming in and they're going through a divorce and they're like, I just want something to make me feel better about myself or more confident or, you know, they've gone through chemotherapy and they've lost all their hair and now their hair has grown back and it's just not the same as what it used to be, their Mm -hmm. lashes. And so that to me was just so, so, so rewarding. And um, yeah, so I felt like I got kind of the best of both worlds there. And that is ultimately what kind of skyrocketed um this dream of mine I I it definitely wasn't something that started off as like I knew that this is what I wanted to create um it's kind of just I think I got in at the right time but also I found such a huge passion within it Mm. 
Yeah, you answered my question. Uh, I was going to ask you why you wanted to be an entrepreneur, but you kind of answered that, so I appreciate it. But um, I did have a question. So if anyone that was starting out being an entrepreneur, what advice would you give them? Um, I think that the biggest thing is to just not let other people's comments or other people's negativity, or even like sometimes they're not even coming at you negatively. They're just coming at you concerned um, to impact you. I mean, I think that if you are so gung-ho on something and you feel such a passion and such a fire lit in you, then even if it's not something that you're making a million dollars, but something that you just feel fulfilled with, then you just, you just got to go for it, you know? So I think it's just believing in yourself and not allowing others to input into your life or your goals or how you envision, you know, your life to be. Because if I had done that, when I told people I was quitting my corporate job and doing lashes, I mean, they looked at me like I was like crazy, you know? So it was like, oh, okay, we'll see you back here in, you know, three months when you're coming back to the corporate world. We'll see you soon. Have a good one. Okay, bye. So. Yeah. <laughs> I was say I, I remember when you were saying that you were making more doing that. I was like, oh, she's going to be leaving soon. Like, I mean, I thought it was actually going to be a good hustle for you, to be honest. Like, it's crazy. Like, even if it's it seems small, like if you would have kept it even just doing like your nights and weekends, you were making more than your nine to five or your eight to five or whatever we were technically supposed to be doing. Like even then like you would have been better off because then you would have had more time to yourself. You know, you would have been able to build your family and everything. So it's the jokes on everyone else because you were already doing better. Exactly. So it's kind of like, so it's kind of like them saying, Oh yeah, we'll see you back. It's like, well, why would we see you back when you're already making more? Like, and that just on a night soon. You have more freedom. Like, yeah, you already have the freedom. You already have everything else going on. Like, yeah. I don't know. I think a lot of people, when I first told them, they were like, oh, lashes are just a fad. You know, it's just going to be here <laughs> for a sack. And then and then you're going to be like, you know, your clients are just going to be gone. Um, so and I remember actually having this conversation with my dad when I was leaving and he had said that comment to me. And I was just like, I said, dad, it's going to be like nails. They're going to be popping up on every street corner. Like you just watch. And now it's literally that. I mean, when I, the other day I was driving down Hayes from my studio and I was literally counting all of them and there was four within a two mile radius, you know? So they're just, they are, they're everywhere. And, um, which is great. It's phenomenal. And I also teach, um, classes too. So, I have found a huge passion within that as well as just, you know, I really want to, it's so rewarding for me to be able to help someone else find the financial freedom that I have found within, um, you know, the lash industry and being able to help them and their families find that financial freedom and get, you know, out of it, what I have been able to get out of it. Right. No, absolutely. I have a quick question. So you said that your father he said, like, this isn't this is just a fad. It's not going to last all that long. I mean, initially, how did that make you feel when he said that when he, you heard those words come out of his mouth? Because I mean, like as a parent and I'm sure that your dad, of course, supported you. But I mean, you want to try to get that that moral support from your parents. But I mean, hearing something like that, I mean, how did that affect you? If it affected you at all? 
Honestly, I feel like that gave me more motivation. Um, mm. I was definitely like there was like this need almost to like prove myself at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I started just getting this in my head. It was just this like knowingness of this is my this is what I'm going to do and I'm not going to fail. You know, so it was just like I will hustle my ass off. But failing isn't an option. Amen to that. Amen to that. Yeah. So I know you were talking about earlier too, like as soon as you left, uh, they're like, oh yeah, guess what? Switch up. You have to have a license. You know, that was first big roadblock, obviously on your, on your way to the success that you've been seeing. Uh, And then obviously all the people kind of having those negative connotations or kind of the, the hesitations to supporting you in a way, were there any other like challenges or issues that you've seen pop up since then, or even like at the beginning? Cause I know like just thinking about getting out of like whatever you're in, like, let's say like even for Cedric, Cedric's been doing immigration for how long now? 10 years, seven years, maybe seven years. Like just getting out of that and going to do something brand new. A lot of people are scared of that. So like, what are, what are some of those roadblocks that you saw that you had to overcome? Um, there's a lot, there was a lot. I mean, there still is a lot, like every day it's, you know, something new. Um, I think the biggest roadblock for me personally was to change my perspective. Um, So instead of looking at something as like a problem or an issue or something that, I mean, when something would arise instantly in my head, I'd be like, oh my God, this is it. This is going to destroy everything that I've worked for, everything that I've worked so hard for, everything that I've built. Um, And instead of looking at it that way, changing my perspective and seeing it as an opportunity to grow, even though it sucks going through those things, but ultimately Mm -hmm. it does help you get stronger. And I feel that, like, I truly believe that God put this vision and this goal in my heart to be able to help other people. Um, But in order to get to that best version of myself, I have to grow, you know, and you don't grow in the, you don't grow in the easy times, you grow in the tough times, you know? Um, but also not being so hard on myself because there's times where I just would get so up in my head about certain things. Still, I still struggle with this. Um, but just being able to find grace and know that I am just one person and I can't do everything and that it's okay to ask, you know, for help when I need to. And I used to be like ashamed to ask for help. I used to think like if I asked people for help, then it would show, it would make me seem weak or like I couldn't handle what this is, you know? So I guess to kind of answer that question and wrap it up, my biggest obstacle would be myself, honestly, and kind of overcoming um, certain roadblocks that I had up in my head for for myself, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I, I totally sense. definitely think it makes sense. I mean, we, you probably saw it a lot too, like asking questions or, you know, seeking to understand and oh, those, being genuine <laughs> those about buzzwords. that. And uh then get treated in such a negative fashion that it's like you don't want to and you're forced to struggle on your own um 
And I don't know if, if you saw that anywhere else, like in school or anything, but that's, that's such a societal thing that I think everybody needs to get away from. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's good, I think, to teach children a little bit of that. You know, hey, there are times where you have to overcome certain things, um, but not make it so detrimental because I think more people struggle with that than we may think. Um, and it's hard for a lot of people to share it. So first off, I want to say thank you for sharing that. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, I think a lot of listeners should probably be able to take that advice and open it up to themselves because that's we're always our, our number one critic. So I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Another question. So it seems like you wear a lot of uh, hats in uh, with being a wife, a mom, a business uh, owner, stuff like that. So what? Uh, how do you balance that? And what advice would you give someone that thinks that they don't have enough time to be able to do something like you're doing? Mm, that's a good question. And I wish I had the perfect answer, but I feel like I'm still trying to figure all that out. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely something that I still struggle with. I don't even I don't even necessarily believe like everyone talks about this work life balance. I don't even believe that that is a thing. Like I don't think that you can have a work life balance all the time. Like I think you're going to be heavy some weeks on work and heavy some weeks on family um or personal, but I think as long as there's one isn't going, you know, maybe you're giving 50% over here yeah. or 20, you know, 25% over here and 75% over here. But as long as it's not for a consistent amount of time where one is completely lacking. Okay. Um, but as far as balancing it all, I mean, I think that this kind of ties in with the last question because not being so hard on myself and not feeling like I have to do everything. And like, it's okay to ask other people for help. If I need help, you know, if I just need time where I'm like, I need to just step away. My child is driving me crazy. You know, people at work are calling me all the time. It's okay to say, I just need a breather. I just need to step away. I just need a mental health day or whatever. Whereas before, I think I was so ashamed of that. Like if I did that, to everyone else it would make me seem so weak or like I couldn't handle what I have going on in my life. So therefore it would manifest into like mistrust within the team or not being good enough almost. So, um, yeah, finding balance is still not necessarily something that I've mastered. Um, but I will say I'm definitely getting better with it as time goes on. And I think it's just putting into having your priorities straightened, you know, like, is it a priority to stay after work late one night because a client calls and is trying to get in because they didn't plan out their appointments in time? Or is it more of a priority for me to go home and be able to tuck my daughter in at night, you know, Mm. whereas before I would have said yes to that client. Um, now I'm learning that it's okay. And it's needed to say no sometimes to certain people to be able to give my time where it's the most important. I like it. Yeah. That's speaking that truth. And it's, that's hard to do in in the service industry too. And that's probably a really big challenge that you've had to overcome, especially considering, I mean, your client base is literally all of your bread and butter. So saying no to someone like that right. is probably a, a, a big, big 
step for you. So kudos on that. Yeah, she's, yeah, a, sure. she's affecting the bag, but she realizes that the bag is not necessarily. Uh, I mean, it's a priority, but you yeah. know, I think there's some it's other things everything. that come in. The, exactly, yeah. and it's if, not everything. You know what? If those clients don't know how to deal with their time, that's not on you. Like you're saying, um, yes. and and that old saying that the the client or the guest is right. That's that's a whole bunch of malarkey. Right, that's, you kiss my ass with that. Yeah, that that, <laughs> that needs to go out is. the window with all the old people. All those old people need to take that with them. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, it's like you do your best to provide what you can, but you they have to understand you're also human and you also have a life outside of you know this. Um, I am fortunate enough and so so grateful that I have a team now behind me. There's eight of us total, so. Um, to be able to say, Hey, can you, you know, pick up this person or vice versa? So that has really, really helped to alleviate a lot of my stress and being able to, you know, ask them for help when it's needed as well. So that is a huge blessing, um, you know, on my part as well. So, but yeah, I think it's just getting the, getting the priority straight and being able to say and feel okay about saying no and not beating yourself up about it. Now, when we when we do shift over from that that work side and go into like the the life side of like family, friends, and all that, how does that dynamic look? Like, what what's it look like when you're able to take that time with your daughter, your friends, husband? Like, are you able to shut off from work? Because I know you were saying like you'll get calls from clients, you'll get calls from your partners. Uh, you know how how difficult is it for you to to really unhook sometimes? And actually, like, take that time and really be with that that life side. Yeah, I think um, at this point in my life, I have gotten control of that. Um, at the beginning, I mean, if a client would text me at 2 a.m., I was answering my phone at 2 a.m., like, replying back to them. I just felt like if I missed any of their calls or if I wasn't able to respond right back to them that they were going to go somewhere else and that was going to be the end of my business, you know? Mm. Um, And then just to share like a real story with you, my daughter is, you know, she's three now, but when she was two, she would say to me like, mama, put the phone down. And that like hit so hard to me. Like she knows that I'm not being present with her because I'm on my phone and she's two, you know? Um, so at this point in time, I feel like I don't have a ton of time. I mean, I, I am always, I, I do, my schedule is full a lot of the time, whether I'm at home or, you know, at work, I'm always go, go, go. So I feel like if I do have that time with family and friends, then I am really, that is their time. And I'm, am being very present with them and very conscious of, okay, I only have 20 minutes to get on the ground and play. So I'm going to make that 20 minutes count. You know what I mean? Um, And same with like my husband, when we go on date nights, it's like not, we don't talk about work. We don't talk about, you know, it's like just him and I, and we're just, it's like date night. We have our phones away. And so I think it's establishing boundaries, healthy boundaries. Mm -hmm. And I think that takes time to establish, especially when you're first starting out and you're in grind mode, when you are just starting out and have a business and have a team. So, yeah, I would say definitely establishing those healthy boundaries and then forcing yourself to stick to them and to be present when you have the opportunity to be present. So I want to ask you, 
because the pandemic was not friendly to anybody. Mm-mm. I mean, how did the <laughs> pandemic affect not only your business, but I mean, the dynamic with your, your friends and family, if it did at all. Oh my gosh. That was such a, <laughs> I was gonna say your fate for all the <laughs> listeners, her face said everything. Oh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> yeah. Cause the, the pandemic really hit the service industry hard. So, yeah. I mean, everyone yeah. knows that's no secret, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when I first found out about COVID, I was like, Oh, this is, yeah, we'll be back. Just two weeks. We'll be back. Give it two weeks. <laughs> First, they were like two weeks, and I'm like, no, they're not going to close. There's no way they're closing us down. And I remember having these kind of like the girls, you know, my team is like, I don't know, things are looking pretty serious out there. I'm like, mm, it's not going to happen. Just relax, ladies. Yeah, just chill. <laughs> we're good. And then, um, yeah, then we got word that we had to close. So I was like, oh my god what are we going to do? You know, because so just to give a little context with lashes, you have to be, it's like with nails, right? So mm-hmm. you come in for a full set and then you get fills every two weeks, two right. to three weeks. Um, and if you go, so it, we're on like a time crunch, you know what I mean? So you can't go past three weeks or else you're going to need a full set because all of the extensions will have shed and you have new growth that comes through. So you have no extensions left. So, um, I was freaking out because I'm like, oh my God, no one's going to want to come in and pay for a full set. And I feel awful with all of my loyal clients that have been to me for four years who have never had to pay for another full set to have to say to them, hey, you know, now you have to come back and pay. I mean, some sets, they range from $150 to $300. So like, it's not cheap. Yes. And so that for me was, I mean, I don't think I slept for the first like three days of being closed down. I mean, I was just like, oh my God, I called everyone on the books. I got everyone rescheduled within the first two days. And then it was like, you know, every two weeks, every two weeks, every two weeks. Um, I did not get a break on like having to pay rent or anything like that. We were still, we still owed all of that. Uh, My husband is also has his own business. He's in real estate. So he was shut down as well. So it wasn't like something that he could work from home. So neither of us had like a steady paycheck at that point. And I still had bills rolling in from, you know, the studio at Lash Dolls. So, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh. Yeah. That was the most stressful time of my life. Um, but I truly wouldn't take back that time for anything. I think that that really, really, I was in such a hustle mode at that point that, um, I mean, I was just like, it was like unhealthy. I was just so, I was just so attached to being so busy all of the time. So to have that completely taken away from me and put to a halt was, I didn't know what I was going to do with myself in that point in time. But, um, I think that really put into perspective, like, Mm -hmm that I needed to chill out and actually spend more quality time with my family and like being present with my daughter and being able to have, we were shut down for three months. So being able to have that time with her was so precious and just not something that I would ever give back. So, um, and plus I think you just come to a point where you're just like, you know what, it's not just me that's suffering with us. It's literally the whole entire world and there's nothing that I can do. So 
you can either sit in a little ball in a corner and keep crying or you can like, you know, put your big girl panties on and like enjoy whatever this is here because those are your only two options, you know? Mm, All right. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I still kind of sucks. So the whole everybody still has to pay rent, even though they can't use those buildings kind of thing like that. Yeah. That was still like to me, it was just crazy, especially considering it's like, hey, you know, certain things have to shut down. It's just like, okay, well, if if they have to shut down, they can't pay their bills. Why are some of these bills still allowed to keep racking up? Like, I understand like the whole thing of economics, like the the domino effect of all of it and everything. It's just hopefully we can learn as as a as a nation, as a people, as as everything from this and can hopefully find better solutions because the the way it was handled i think was poor uh the idea was probably in a good place just not properly thought out uh and i think uh that if it ever comes down to that for any other plague virus disease anything like that in the future that we don't have any mishaps like that so we don't have any people that are freaking out because they still have to pay for rent at a studio that they can't use that normally brings them income but. yeah 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 actually. for sure i don't know that anyone can see that what were you saying justin i think was that the purpose of the uh the pp oh the the, the small business loan uh sbv or spo yeah yeah. Not everybody qualified for it. Like yeah. Everyone qualified. Get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because a lot of people are <laughs> doing all types of stuff. Oh, I really, exactly. well, somehow, the, come up. somehow the LA Lakers were able to qualify and get a bunch of money. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, the Lakers. Um, no, but it's also it's also a loan that's, that's meant to be paid back. So that to a little bit, that, that whole again that was another thing where the idea was good execution was shit because small businesses a lot of small businesses weren't actually allowed to use it like we were just saying like you have to meet certain criteria a lot of large businesses that had a ton of income because they were single entities like the LA Lakers were allowed to apply and get these things granted as soon as they were found out they basically gave the money back but it's just it's Again, hopefully something that we can tailor and and play around with and hopefully not allow for these loopholes. That way people can actually have a living uh, that actually deserve it to where they can keep moving forward and not have to worry. So, we're all paying for it now with inflation, though. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'm well, you, anytime the government gives you some money, it is not free. Right. I'm going to give you a little IOU. Um, no, I think um, <laughs> with Shelby's case during the pandemic, I can appreciate that she appreciated that time because it gave her the opportunity to recalibrate with her, her family and not take that time for granted. I mean, I, I'm sure that was extremely refreshing for you to, you know, just take a step back and just slow down a little bit and just kind of figure out what what really matters the most. And like you said that, you know, the pandemic, it got you out of your hustle mode and now your priorities have shifted and you're doing so well for yourself. I mean, even when you were grinding and in hustle mode, you were doing very well for yourself. So um, 
I, so I, I do commend you for that, for taking that time to, to work on your mental health and also, you know, really key in on the things that matter. And that's, you know, your, your, your daughter along with your husband. Um, but I got a question and for you and yourself. Absolutely. Thank you, Christopher. I appreciate yeah. that. But, uh, I mean, you know, we're pretty much at the tail end of the episode. I mean, we want to let you, uh, have your, your evening back, but I wanted, I do want to ask you this. I mean, where can the good people find you if they want to collaborate with you, schedule appointments for, with you, get themselves a full set or what have you? I don't know the terminologies for it, but where can they <laughs> find you if they want to take up your, your products and your services? Yeah. So the best um, place to find me, would probably be on Instagram. So my handle is lash dolls underscore MI, or you can check out our website and that's www.lashdollsmi.com. Um, we have a lot of content on our Instagram as well. Recently, we just did a kind of like a TikTok series where I have this alter ego named Tina and she's kind of a crazy, a client gone wild. Like she started off super natural. She came in like this super, you know, shy client that just wanted really natural extensions. And now she wants like crazy lashes and she just can't get enough of it. So Hmm. kind of funny content too. Um, So I think it's something for, you know, a little something for everyone on there. I like it. I don't know about y'all fellas, but I might have to, you know, take no. a little Shelby classes no, and won't. get my <laughs> get my. Oh, I thought you were alone. trying to get. I thought you were <laughs> no, trying to get lashes. Get like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I'm not yeah. getting lashes. No. Well, so not gonna lie, when you were. When you know, you I am trying to get a guy school. in to do a model sat on. So if any of oh, you hey, guys are are interested, hit me up. No, let Chris do it. I don't have I don't have nice eyes, so I'm good. Well, Chris, I'll make them nice for you. That's why you <laughs> hey, gotta get your eyes popping. I was gonna bro. say though, when you when you first started doing the, the lashes thing, I was thinking, I was like, man, you know what? I could probably go in and start doing like nails or something, but I was like, man, it'd be weird if I was doing the girl's nails, you know. No, like, I kind of look at it. Like, no, there's like, lots of guys that do nails. Yeah, I was gonna I say mean, I could, you can make you can make good money doing all that stuff. Right. So that's yeah. I mean, and like you were saying, I actually like, see a guy to do hours, Like, yeah, it's just knowing me, I'm terrible with words. So it'd just be like, so it's a nice folder. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd be terrible at that. Shoot! Oh my god, that's so funny. I I'll do it. I will do it. I don't know, Chris. I think get my money up. Yeah, like that. I think it. Yeah, there might be something there for you, Chris. Hey, said, why don't we just start our own nail nail salon? Let's let's do it, man. Let's get this money up. Come on now. Hey, <laughs> hey, Justin, you want you want to do the cure side? We'll do the manicure side. Come on, Justin. I, I know you dream. want to. I, you know, I love, love, love <laughs> working on my own dream, but I, know. I appreciate it. <laughs> go, go. Oh wait, no, said said you love. Okay, you got you got the petty side. Relax, relax. <laughs> um, Shelby, so what we do at the tail end of every episode, we do what's called a pop culture theme of the week, where it can be anything pop culture related, movies, favorite song, or, or a song that you've listened to that kind of you know had you in your zone, a book, athlete, what have you, anything. Okay. No, what what got you through your week? You know, I've really been loving Adele's new album. Hear that, Justin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you already listened to it. Don't 
Okay. You know, I'm not even really a, a big Adele fan until this album came out. And then, I don't know, I was driving one day and then, you know, it just, it just hit different. So mm. I like her. I like her now. <laughs> okay. Say a lot of, I think, I think a lot of millennials have been really like, I don't know, like meshing with her over this album. Uh, I don't know what it is. It's just like a lot of like what she's been saying in her, in her songs have really been resonating with people. Yeah, so I heard um, an interview with her that she was saying that this is the first album where she's felt like she's actually writing from the heart and not so much like what she thinks people want to hear. So I think there's a lot more truth to it, which makes it more appealing. Yeah, they can relate to her a little more now that she's actually Mm -hmm. putting some effort behind her. her And she looks uh, fucking amazing. Right? Wait, she lost. Yeah, right. She lost so much weight, and she's happy in the relationship Mm -hmm. that she's in right now. Mm -hmm. Get it, girl. Yeah, she's killing it. Just to show what happens when you start worrying about your own health first. Take Mm -hmm. care of mental, physical, whatever it is. Go straight for it. Exactly. What you got, Justin? You already know. I I got. Listen, (laughs) I'm gonna say Adele too, but I already got the song. Uh, Take the easy on. Was, uh, yes, that that's the one. Like, oh, I said, you that's better the go one. Ahead, girl. Mm-hmm. But um, I do want to like this is like a sad note, but I do want to bring up the kid, uh, Tyler Muir from uh, Oxford. Uh, yeah, he actually got killed, and like he got killed because he was actually trying to get the gun away from the gun. So, um, you know, I'm I'm sorry that I do lost his life like that, but I do we we should recognize people that did risk their lives to try to stop that guy. Um, mm-hmm. So another thing is, uh, you know, we always talk about bullying and stuff like that. You know, you have to be careful out here. You know, we all shouldn't be bullying each other and stuff like that. And just remember how high school was for you. It's a sensitive time and stuff like that. So, you know, compassion goes a long way. You never know what somebody's going through. Or where that bullying's come from. So a lot of, a lot of information has been coming out that it's, uh, a lot of a lot of bad stuff's probably going on at home. So just be mindful of your children, who they're interacting with, who their friends are, because some of those friends might be looking up to you as well. If you know, uh, if you can be a good role model to them. So she teaches her kids just to be kind. I mean, just that's it. Like I'm not saying you got to be friends mm-hmm. with everybody, but just be kind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, that's so heavy. I mean, I've been, uh, I've been pretty messed up ever since Tuesday, since that happened, you know, cause I have two small boys and, you know, just thinking of them the entire, the entire time that they're in school, I'm just praying that I hope everything is okay. But, um, yeah, I appreciate you shedding light to that, Justin, for sure. Um, as far as mine, I was gonna say, I was listening to Cypress Hill um but <laughs> one song came on that i got a shout out to her because god rest her soul whitney houston's i'm every woman <laughs> like that came on i was like oh shit i'm every woman like, okay let's go <laughs> it just it just kind of felt right because this is in theme with today's episode so i'm gonna have to you know tip my hat to Whitney Houston's I'm Every Woman. I know, I believe Shaka Khan was the original on it, but Whitney Houston did her thing, though. Yeah, I like that one said. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, I'm done, I'm done. (laughs) 
that's I'm just saying that's my we're gonna get in trouble for copyright. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I don't even think they're going to come after him for copyright. I think they're going to come after him for how terrible. No. Um, Relax, man. So in keeping with the episode, uh, you know, the whole esthetician, you know, good, feeling good. Um, It was actually something from a while ago. My brother actually, because obviously with the pandemic, can't really see the family as often. So we do like show nights usually on like Mondays or Tuesdays. Mm -hmm. Um, We started it last year and i think one of the shows we started watching was a show called legendary which is like catwalks um it's on hbo and it's like i don't really know how to describe it it's like vote competitions so like male female um dressing up in a whole bunch of different things and like some of the outfits are just like crazy um a lot of the different dances they do are crazy and just male female different types of outfits literally you know some cross-dressing stuff like that and it's just it's all about feeling good and representing yourself so yeah regardless of what it is you want to wear what makes you feel good like shelby was saying sometimes you just want to go out and feel good because you need it go out and do it yeah (laughs) (laughs) absolutely um Shelby, we really appreciate you swinging by and speaking your truth. I mean, that was um, very informational about what you what you do. But also, um, we felt that it was needed to have someone who um, who has a voice in the community that does great things. So, uh, hey, this platform is yours. So if so, if you ever want to come back, (laughs) if you ever want to come back and you know, uh, speak your truth even more by all means, ladies and, and gentlemen. If you need your eyelashes worked on, Shelby Thomas is the one who can help you out, help you highlight your attributes. And that attribute are your eyes and your eyelashes. So check out Lash Dolls in Clinton Township, I do believe. So thank yeah. you so much. We appreciate you. Please come back if you ever need to. We'll get up with you. So we are the men of the year, your mama's favorite group of men. Until next time, peace. Men of the year, men of the year, men of the year, men of the year.